begin with one minute of silence, and then explore whatever arises. So please join us for this one minute of doing nothing. Anything you notice in particular or stands out to you? For me, it was noticing uh, myself anticipating about, you know, the bell, when will the bell uh, go off? When will this one minute get over and This awareness, it was like a fight between this awareness, wanting to go into the future and wanting to be in the present. Uh, one aspect was, okay, this worry that maybe the bell might go off and I might not come up with anything, you know, in this conversation. So I, I could sense that worry, slight worry coming. Maybe there is nothing to discuss here today. And uh, maybe I hmm. can come up with anything, but then this awareness, you know, then this realization, okay, I just need to be here because anything that will arise will arise from this moment. You know, that is what we are doing here, being in the now. But the worry of the fear, maybe of not, you know, that something might not come up and there is nothing to discuss. I could sense that today. Hmm. This makes me think of like a constant, maybe inevitable struggle between those two things you're describing, like an, an openness to now or to nothing and a trust that something will arise out of there. And the then the other side, which is the fear that nothing will arise or whatever arises will be not good in mm. some way yeah or it won't be worthy of talking about today because i haven't thought of it yet yeah and like how those two are mm, there's some sort of grappling that that i'm seeing in my mind of those two maybe just inevitably kind of bouncing back and forth yeah yeah you said the right word i think trust uh that just trusting in this moment I think this is also something which we can explore because a lot of times we have this issue around trusting the moment as well. And it becomes so scary, you know, the, the now becomes so scary to be in that if I'm just being in this moment if, and then I start questioning, okay, why, you know, I'm not doing anything or why I'm not thinking about anything. There are, you know, there is so many things that are coming up for me in my life, you know, regarding my finances, my relationships, my career, work. So why am I just being here? Why am I not planning or thinking about those things? So I think it's about that trust or in this present moment that if I just be here, then maybe something automatically will arise, you know, a solution or an insight 
or something an energy that will drive me to do something in this world uh, versus the thoughts or you know the ideas that i already have in my mind with which i will be thinking about the future i think this practice the more we 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 are doing this practice it's bringing more trust to this moment because we we now after having so many discussions realize that that we have been doing these you know episodes since a long time now for a long time now and we saw that how many beautiful wonderful things arise from this vacuum state you know this this nothing state but then again you know the trust goes away in which we think that okay maybe i need to have some idea in my mind already to dis- to discuss things with you i wonder if that this isn't fully articulated yet but i wonder if that fear or insecurity and never goes away or is just inherent in having trust in the moment for something to arise uh because i could see there being a desire for maybe reaching a point where i no longer feel insecure or i i'm just totally confident in this with with no anxiety or none of that other voice that is attempting to gain control or fears that you might lose control hmm. but maybe it's just a a part of being in touch with this nothingness or the stuff that comes from creativity just kind of having to live perennially in an insecure position so and maybe that is like you can have trust in that or confidence in i'm just going to continually put myself in a position of i don't know mm. and be able to stay with the inevitable part of me that wants to know yeah. and then still just continue uh to be in that place of ins- it makes me think of the the alan watts book titled the wisdom of insecurity mm. um that there's like maybe a lot of wisdom in whatever that feeling is mm. it also makes me it's it feels very alive but insecurity or anxiety is this mm. powerful energy and maybe it, there's a lot of life force there mm. i just had the a, a vision of whatever you find in that space the the maybe the insecurity and anxiety is almost like the the fuel or the motor that can bring that into creation mm. uh so there's like this this treasure trove of ideas and concepts all of the things that you've experienced in your life and maybe mm. read or talked about or seen mm. and they're all there just kind of waiting to be discovered in this moment and and who knows where that combination comes from or what it is uh mm. but then the like the anxiety or the fear of maybe not finding something or of what you find being bad or not good enough or unworthy of being shared somehow that's like the the fuel that allows you to to get it out or or something like because i'm feeling it as i'm speaking right now there's there's some kind of message that i'm attempting to send to you and i also feel this very powerful energy that i think could be interpreted as anxiety um or something negative mm. but it seems like maybe the shift that has occurred in me is viewing that as more of a like power source and mm. less as something that i want to get rid of or mm. that i need to run away from that it's actually this really powerful thing mm. that's a very interesting way to look at it and now i'm wondering you know maybe does that labeling that fear or insecurity as something negative actually you know is is a resistance towards that which creates more of anxiety more of fear so i think maybe having an acceptance for whatever is arising is again being in the present you know maybe just observing that fear and noticing what that is and Uh, i can see that how even fear and insecurities as you were saying and mentioning about alan watts idea about this that how even that can drive us to do so many things in life you know to maybe 
uh, th- this reminds me of uh, of a situation when uh, I I don't know I read it about somewhere that there was someone a person who lifted an entire car when you know a baby was underneath that car to save that baby and uh, I think that was the fear or the anxiety in that moment that was driving that person to giving that energy to lift the lift a car you know which a normal human being in a normal state would not be able to do mm-hmm. so maybe even that fear and anxiety has a certain kind of energy to it which drives us in life hmm. so i have no real context or understanding of this word and i've only heard it referenced a few times and i'm interested to know if you have any context for it and if not that's okay um but I was just reading, I just finished this book today that I probably referenced it here a few times, Be As You Are, mm-hmm. which kind of catalogs a bunch of conversations between students and this teacher, Sri Ramana Maharshi. Mm-hmm. And several times in that book, the the term was referenced Shakti. Uh, oh. are, you, are you familiar with that term? Yeah, yeah. It, for whatever reason, I, yeah, I have little, little context for what that means, but just the... I'm just, and maybe I'm just getting a sense of, of the meaning of it for whatever reason or, or what it sounds like to me, because I believe I read it described in there as this power uh, mm. that is maybe power of the universe or a power that you can kind of tap into. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for whatever reason that came to my mind in relation to that, is that you were saying, is that something you're familiar with? Yeah, like to a little bit extend again, same, you know, the energy of the universe and the power which which one can tap into. So yeah, I think I have the same idea about that. Hmm. I wonder if I wonder if that could be something that this is maybe interesting or maybe not. Uh it's making me think of 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 mental health or a lot of uh the topics that might be addressed in terms of mental health, particularly with regard to anxiety and panic. Mm-hmm. And that just coming to my mind and, and in my experiences of anxiety and what might be described as panic is this just overwhelming uh, energy that mm-hmm. is felt that it's like there's all this constriction and tension and, and uh, your body is being overwhelmed with something that's like tightening up and flexing. And I will just, as you were describing that and me thinking of this word, or we can maybe even find a different word for it, but I kind of like it because I don't really have much context for it. It just, it's speaking to me in this moment of that potentially being a tapping into somehow that energy, but mm-hmm. in that context, it's felt as way too much and is this uh, kind of awful thing, mm-hmm. uh, but maybe in a different context, it's like an energy that could be utilized uh, or I'm thinking of judo, like almost you know, y- using all of the energy sort of around you as opposed mm-hmm. to exerting your small force and letting it course through you. And then you become this sort of all powerful being mm-hmm. um, be- because of your changed, your shifted relationship with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. What do you think uh, when you hear that comparison or thought process? I think it, it reminds me of maybe my own conditioning uh, around love and fear. Uh, I don't know if how, how that too is, but the, the energy that you are talking about until now, uh, you know, I had these beliefs, but now maybe, you know, that that is shifting with this conversation. Till now what I thought was, okay, there are there is this entire energy in this world, but then there are two kinds of energies. You know, one is love and the other is fear. So something, you know, maybe uh, when there is love, then we are doing some, you know, as we label things as good, uh, that we are doing some good things in the world, maybe, you know, providing that compassion to people, taking care of people, uh, saying good things, uh, loving in every way possible. But when that energy is fear, then things change, you know, then there is, uh, I had this idea that then maybe there is this destruction that is happening in the world because someone who is having that energy, 
you know of fear of anxiety will be driven you know but maybe driven to do harm to the world you know we can see people who are who are dictators or who are uh, you know military leaders or who whoever that is someone who is a criminal or whoever that is they have that energy they are feeling that energy of fear and anxiety but that is coming out in a destructive way but now you know this conversation is making me rethink about these things because now i'm seeing that okay can that fear and even can that anxiety be used in a way that can be constructive that can be positive maybe something mm-hmm. you know, as you said about judo mm-hmm. or uh, anything that that also reminds me of i think uh, how in uh, martial arts like aikido there is this idea of uh, using the energy of the opponent to to dising you know disengage them disempower them rather than uh, putting your energy because by putting our energy we will waste that energy mm-hmm. but if we use the energy of the opponent and you know then then what is happening is we are saving preserving our energy and at the same time we are kind of just disarming them and not harming them because mm-hmm. when we use force then we hurt them but if we just disarm them with their energy then that can be used in a constructive way Mm-hmm. So, no no offensive moves yeah i think it's the simo- it's i think it's similar in judo and it makes me think of the like water sort of moving around a rock uh, mm-hmm. uh it just naturally does that or finding its way down a mountain just like naturally finding its course not exerting energy to avoid the yeah. rock but it just naturally finds yeah. that path mm-hmm. yeah absolutely i think a uh, very in line with teachings of uh, lords uh, of of daoism to just go with the flow well it sounds like something we're talking about is potentially the power of and this this maybe isn't correct in my mind yet but i was thinking of the the power of that's related to not going with the flow or mm-hmm. with with uh friction in some way and you know the creation of kinetic energy mm-hmm. via friction mm-hmm. uh and as as you were describing fear and love i was i was just kind of feeling in my body the different energies of those and to me fear feels like one that is much more powerful and is like uh and maybe that leads to it being much more aggressive and it maybe can make it much louder and much more easy to see and hear in society because there's more kind of noise and energy to it versus love which to me is even just as i say the word love it just kind of feels more it's it's like that water or it's more yeah. uh soft and quieter and yeah, brings a sense of calm and peace in it yeah one's being and it feels almost helpless relative to the power of fear but then maybe at the same time it's uh it's like judo or aikido or like or like water you know fear can come and try to smash just... it uh you know here's a a fist of fear and i'm going to punch this water and of course that's not going to injure the water or yeah. you know punch punch the the surface of a a lake and it's not going to do anything to the lake it's just going to move naturally around the yeah. the fist of of fear and, yeah and i wonder if uh, it just makes me think of a lot of the the conflict that inevitably exists between people and in the world and how fear versus fear makes a lot of noise uh but fear versus love what does that look like um hmm. i don't know yeah i think uh, this this remind, reminds me of maybe the different kinds of strategies that world leaders or people who are you know bringing that change to the society use so one will be something like someone who is a dictator would be using with force 
you know, um, by engaging in wars or whatever, whatever is that. But on the other hand, someone like, you know, a Mother Teresa or a Mahatma Gandhi or Martin Luther King Jr. who are maybe using that energy of love, which is strong, but which is bringing that change to the world, but it is not at the same time harming or, you know, aggressive or uh, also reminds me of what uh, Lao Tzu said about water, that although water is soft, but it has the potential to erode rocks, erode metals, cause tsunamis, you know, so all the, that love being the energy of water that we can be soft, but still at the same time, we can bring those greater changes in the world, in the society of, you know, moving mountains, of uh, bringing social change, something what these uh, people, world leaders have done with their love and compassion uh, and truth. Hmm. So what do you think is the relationship internally, uh, and this might be a confusing or loaded or nonsensical question, but the relation internally between that powerful energy of fear and the maybe soft um, energy of love. Hmm. I'm just trying to, I'm just thinking for myself um, how they relate to each other. It's good. I guess I'm thinking of it in different ways. Like one version is that there's this layer kind of of fear that is on top of a layer of love and maybe that layer of love just goes endlessly mm. but on top of it there's this layer of of fear that is maybe it's thin but it's like really thick and and rough and uh powerful mm. and mm. is is in some way protecting the layer below it mm. of of love mm. or whatever you might call that thing because um, yeah. I guess I was, in my mind, I was wondering, are, are those two manifestations of the same energy? Uh, and maybe they still can be in that paradigm. Mm. Uh, but that was just something I was thinking internally, like there's this powerful thing that almost feels like up here in the like chest area. Although yeah. when I say that it's coming out of the same place that would probably be referred to as the heart center, uh, yeah. or or whatever you might call that maybe the what might be thought of as the sort of the seat of love. Mm. So maybe it is the same energy. It just depends on how one is interpreting yeah, um, totally that like, feeling. Yeah. 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 No, I, uh, I can, uh, I can relate to that because I also feel that I, you know, initially I had this division between fear and love, but now it makes me think that maybe it is the labeling that we give to, uh, you know, this energy and we label it in two different ways. So maybe we are not, again, we are kind of judging fear itself and not integrating it as an aspect of existence, as something which is there, you know, which is a part, which is then again brings in the concept of duality that how we label things as good and bad, fear and love, uh, light and dark. But actually it is non-dual. It is just one existence which involves everything hmm. also makes me realize that how although we see that okay there are people in the world who are causing harm to the world and that energy is fear which we are labeling as fear but if we go deeper into this and realize that ultimately what they are doing is they are they are also doing for love you know even if they are if they seem to cause a harm to the world ultimately they are doing for love love for something you know, maybe love for just themselves in which they just want to hoard money for themselves or maybe love for the nation, you know, in which they are so patriot, uh, they, they love their nation so much that they are ready to engage in wars uh, with other nations. So again, that we can see sense fear that, but ultimately the underlying feeling is again love where eventually they're, they're doing something for the love of something. Hmm. So in, in, in terms of like interpreting and labeling, I'm wondering if, and this isn't fully articulated in my mind yet, if, if it's all just an expression of love, 
how there, there's the potential for understanding, um, or maybe there isn't, but that it's all coming out of the same place in terms of a feeling, like all of that is is coming out of a feeling that might then have la have layers of this feeling is for my parents or this feeling is for my country or my belief system or whatever it is. It's all, those are maybe more abstracted layers mm. that this feeling can attach itself to. Mm. And then I have this particular channel that I'm very attached to that is the expression of my underlying feeling mm. um, that fuels all of this stuff that could really mean a lot of pain and suffering for other people. Mm. Uh, but maybe it's coming out of the same feeling that those other people feel in, in their own form of love. But, but yeah. these layers of abstraction lead them to clash uh, when they're maybe really ultimately coming out of the, the same source, which is just very much so like a core feeling thing. Hmm. How, how do you feel uh, love right now? Like how, what's your sense of it? I think I, I would uh, check that with how am I feeling in the sense that, again, those labels, that maybe if I'm feeling happy, if I'm feeling good, then I would say that, okay, I'm feeling love in my heart, you know, because the, the world is so wonderful. I can feel gratitude. I can feel um, peace, compassion. I can feel love. I can feel love for existence. But maybe when I'm you know, again, if I'm labeling my feeling as something which is a low feeling in which I'm feeling sad or depressed or in which I'm feeling anxious or stressed, then that I would say, okay, then this fear has taken over me, you know, mm. I'm associating that with fear. So that is, mm. I usually differentiate, but then again, you know, it, it's making me question now that maybe that is one and the same thing. It's just how we label huh. things. Yeah, I was just thinking, uh, maybe you just described internally what I just attempted to describe, to describe externally, almost like two seemingly very different factions of people inside that are sort of at war with each other, but yeah. their motivation is, is still coming from the same pure place. Yeah. Hmm. So I was wondering there if, if love can still be uh, existing in in those moments where you might feel like a, a fear or an anxiety or a frustration or those kind of things. I, I say that because as you were describing it, it's weird, I almost, and this has be, been a more recent development for me, but I almost feel more love uh, for myself in when I feel down or when I feel like frustrated or um, or stressed or, or or whatever it is, I, I notice there's been a development of of a sort of tenderness for myself that is this larger me. It, maybe that's the me that is sort of that just is love, um, mm. and that is at the source of everything, and that kind of comes in and is like it's okay. Uh, and this is, yeah, this is hard, or I, I get that what you're feeling. And at the same time, uh, I have total love for you and, and, and how you are, no matter what any of these circumstances are in this moment, uh, you're okay with me. Uh, mm. And that to me is even feeling like a bigger expression almost of love than I might feel which can be a really powerful feeling too, but when I, that I might feel when I'm, you know, just feeling really happy to be around my wife or with my dog or uh, enjoying going for a walk or something like that. That's just more on the, what you might call the positive end mm. of the spectrum. Mm. Yeah, that's a, I think that's a very interesting observation because now I can also remember the times when I felt low and I could feel this energy of love as well at that time, you know, coming up and 
there is this this voice inside me telling me that things are going to be okay and this trust in the process and uh, have faith and you know you are loved you are supported uh by by the universe so yeah it's so interesting that i just made this i just had this realization that you know even when we have those stress anxious moments we tend to focus on that as only uh of that you know fear based feeling but now that brings my awareness to the love that i feel in that in those situations hmm. so yeah it's beautiful hmm. it just makes me think of caring for other people in those moments and the potential of caring for yourself in just the same way that you would for someone else mm. um, which i i mean i i could imagine in, in your work but certainly in in my individual work and with myself as well it just seems like that's a pretty normal human tendency to not be able to give yourself the same like love and acceptance uh and credit that you can to other people um mm. and and maybe one of those things that intellectually you can get it like yeah i know i need to accept myself or or give myself full unconditional love mm. and and that's the path to contentment or whatever you might call it mm. uh and i think it's easy to grasp intellectually but to really be able to do that is maybe something different and mm. that that self that turns on yourself is maybe really comes up so automatically and it's hard to switch into that mode where i i realize i i should be giving myself acceptance and love uh but it's just sort of automatically in there of well no you're different um mm. you should know better or or something mm. like that uh, mm. Mm. and also uh, makes me realize that maybe how we can as you said you know self love uh in this moment by seeing that okay maybe i am feeling uh you know there are certain situations wherein i am feeling fear wherein wherein i am feeling anxiety stress and maybe i am doing something which i label myself as doing something bad you know and i feel guilty about it maybe i i say something to someone some some rude comment or maybe i do something which might seem to be as selfish or anything but by understanding this that you know how fear and love are the same thing we can maybe see that okay i acted in this situation with fear but i can sense my own love in this situation and that is the love for myself you know i made that rude comment because i was feeling hurt inside and i wanted to feel good so maybe that's why i you know made that comment or did that thing that i'm guilty about but now i can see that that was also out of love and that was love for myself in that moment and it's okay to at times become angry to at times act in ways which we might not understand hmm. so building self love for oneself this way and also having compassion towards others in this way in which we accept their fears and we accept their actions seeing that okay they are acting in this way in this moment wherein they are angry they are you know uh, they are doing they are saying something which is harmful which seems to be hurtful to us but we can see that ultimately the underlying feeling for them is again love because they are trying to love themselves in this moment hmm. or they are, they are wanting love from us in this moment and that's why they are saying something which seems to hurt us uh so i think this conversation will really help me to now see those things in that light that everything that we experience fear stress and anxiety hatred we can start seeing that the core of it as love you know everything as love rather than labeling it as something negative hmm. i was just thinking of the the value of figuring that out for yourself where something you did might have come from and then if you have the opportunity to address it with maybe that person that mm-hmm. that you had the conflict with after the fact and to share that you're 
you're, you are constantly exerting this effort to try to figure out where your own actions come from mm. and, and that you are showing love for yourself. Um, mm. That's just, it's just, I easily turn this back to my relationship with my wife. And I, I just, uh, I think of the value of making sure to say the small things like after the fact or if it feels like there's something that's still lingering or maybe you don't even know what it is there's just something that is not resonating or or there's a frustration uh i remember the other night actually i uh something my wife had said and even when she said it she added the caveat of, of like and i don't really believe this and and this feels mean but um i'm just saying it and, and then I kind of just took it. It was almost like in a joking way, um, something about me. And then I noticed later on that I had actually taken it like kind of personally and I was feeling really uh, like raw and sensitive about it. And then something else from another uh, angle sort of came and, and mingled with that feeling. And I felt especially kind of sensitive and uh, hurt in a way. And I, I could have, and I had this decision process internally of whether or not to say something, because I also didn't want to make her feel bad for being honest with me, because mm -hmm. I, I, or just sharing honestly what was in her mind. Um, mm -hmm. And so if I was to share that, I, I wouldn't want it to come across like, hey, you hurt me and, and don't say those things, because I want it to be a space where we can say whatever comes up, even if there's the fear that it might be hurtful to the other person, that we can stay with that mm -hmm. and talk about it and like be able to express all mm -hmm. the stuff that's inside. Mm -hmm. uh, but I ultimately just decided to share um, with her just kind of the way that I was saying it to you mm -hmm. that like I notice or that I know mm -hmm. that what you said didn't represent all of how you felt. Um, but I also noticed that I feel pretty like sensitive about it and it taps into something that's sort of an insecurity of mine. And, mm. and then I've, I've kind of transcended quite a bit. It's sort of this insecurity of being weird or awkward or the, just like the odd person that doesn't get it. And is like that they should only just be able to be normal uh, or fit in um, mm. with other people kind of just tapped into that kind of tangentially. Uh, but it felt really nice to have that feeling breathe with, with her. Um, mm. And she said she really appreciated me sharing it ultimately mm. with her too. And, and she did feel bad about it, but I think I presented it in a way where it wasn't, I wasn't trying to make her feel guilty. I just wanted to let something breathe um, with her. And it feels kind of like a, an act of love ultimately, like there's something in there and I just wanted to be released uh, and felt and seen by someone else. Mm. Yeah, as you are talking about this, uh, it makes me think that what are the things that you know we feel hurt with? As you as you say that you know uh, you uh, you felt that you have that insensitivity towards what she said, and uh, you you beautifully address that. And now it makes me remember of the time times when maybe you know when I was in a relationship what my partner said to me uh, and you know that was hurting me makes me think of is that particular thing that is hurting me or I'm sensitive about is it the aspect of myself which I have not loved yet which mm -hmm. I have not embraced yet you know so maybe that is why it's hurting me because I have not loved myself for that particular aspect and I realized this uh, you know someone uh, made past a comment regarding uh, my uh, and that was one of my you know ex past relationships someone made a comment regarding my uh, physique and you know that how I need to be more fit and how I have not worked on myself physically uh, and that kind of triggered me and I was in this situation where I felt really sensitive uh, in that moment and it was hurting me. And then I realized, okay, maybe I have not loved this aspect about myself. I, I myself don't love this aspect mm -hmm. uh, of me being having a certain shape of my body. 
if i if i love that if i can totally accept that then maybe when someone else says that so i will not feel that hmm. you know, I, it will not cause an emotional charge in me and i will have more acceptance towards it hmm. because maybe that's it's hitting on something yeah that there's still some internal struggle about does it make me think of that maybe that layer or whatever you want to call it of of love kind of at the core and then maybe fear on top and mm. maybe there's a, a way in which quote unquote personal growth or self-awareness is is like kind of gradually seeing all of that layer of fear and and through seeing it clearly kind of it gradually dissolving and and the love just can just sort of go um unobstructed through to the surface but maybe there are little spots around this orb of love that where the fear is, is remaining and maybe you haven't thought of it in a long time or you don't want to look there or you deny that it exists or something yeah. like that and they're just they're just sort of still there and then something might happen where like the something someone says or does or something you see just reaches in and, and pokes that part that is still that other thing and then you have this like maybe powerful feeling reaction yeah. uh to that mm-hmm. yeah yeah absolutely yeah the, like those i can totally see those uh you know sparks of fear that are still there inside us which mm-hmm. maybe we need to send love to to uh accept them totally and i think then yeah then when someone says something to us if we have kind of forgiven ourselves and loved ourselves for that then it will not hurt us even if someone says that to us mm-hmm. so i'm curious to know what was your experience of that you know we have been talking about uh, we we built upon uh, what i experienced in that one minute what was your experience yeah and i would say that it kind of relates to what we've been talking about which at this point it just feels inevitable that whatever we talk about is going to relate to everything else and mm-hmm. uh any moment sort of relates to every other moment uh, it just feels that way uh and it, i'm tr- i'm trying to recall there there was some element of a desire to stay in the silence and mm. so i also had this sort of you you had a an internal kind of interaction with the bell of just wondering when it was going to happen yeah. and and i guess i had that too but in in a with a, a dynamic in which I was wanting it to be farther away. Um, mm. And which was of course, you know, taking away from to some degree, the experience I was having within it, which, mm. and which is maybe interesting because then it comes, it started from a place of a, a really beautiful experience, which then led to the desire for it not to stop. <laughs> and so it maybe starts with this like feeling of love that I just drop into or, or whatever you want to call it. And then the like, that other me that pops up and is like, oh, this is going to be over soon. I kind of wish it would go a little bit longer. And, and, and then I was wondering uh, why, what makes that experience any different than mm-hmm. what it's happening now? Like what it really is the difference between that silence and the interaction that mm-hmm. we're having. Um, so that's kind of that's a little bit of what popped up for me. Hmm. Yeah, and I think uh, that also uh, uh, reminds me of my situations when I'm in situation when I'm totally in you know enjoying that moment. So let let's take for example, you know, maybe in a relationship where I feel that deep love with someone, and I'm like, okay, I want this. you know feeling of love to just be there and kind of worrying about it might get over and you know this relationship might get over or i there will be a point of time when i will not feel love for this person and i think that what we're doing here is that there is beauty in the moment which we can experience right now but because of our wanting to be in the future and worrying about the future we are not even experiencing the beauty that is there and you know that is kind of taking us away from every experience of beauty that we can do similarly i can see uh, i don't know if you if you can relate to that with your silence that when you are 
in silence in that moment and then when the thoughts kick when the thought kicks in okay you know i want this silence to keep going on or when it might get over then the beauty of that silence that you were experiencing that you he came out of that and you know the worry was there mm-hmm. is that how uh, it was for you yeah Mm-hmm. It, it, uh, the like the birth of the worry was the the very enjoyable loving feeling it's interesting how they're they're just naturally like they're non-dual they one exists because of the other the like the worry or i don't know if it's a worry or whatever you call it it exists because of the really positive feeling uh mm-hmm. so interesting right now to see them as as no different at all they're the same yeah thing uh, mm-hmm. and maybe they're also equally okay or equally um valuable or equally an expression of of quote unquote love uh mm-hmm. is, and it was making me think too of like i said the the transition into then us talking and what's the difference uh, one difference is is some remaining feeling of pressure that yeah. I'm putting on myself and that elicits that maybe the fear energy that is not totally just relaxed. It's funny we for the listener in our last uh episode when we had had Ruben Lowe on we all you know we said you know thank you for joining and and we pressed stop on the recording and then there was there were the, these noticeable um body movement shifts and every, almost like this exhale of release and I, I'm, I'm feeling that being some of the shift where we're sort of dropping into something that is much more like water even though it does feel like this is about as close as as you and i i think could get in this context maybe over time it will just continue to feel more and more in that flowy comfortable place yeah. uh but you know with the element of of this conversation on these things that are difficult to talk about and it being recorded and having the idea of there being an audience to listen to it and all that kind of stuff. Maybe it's just inevitable to some degree. Um, but I'm thinking of that feeling that we had and noticed in the last session that it was kind of funny of switching out and, and Ruben said he, he noticed he crossed his legs and I noticed that I crossed my legs too. And everyone's just kind of like leaning back and uh, uh, just some sort of feeling of relief. So maybe that's kind of, representative of whatever that feeling was to me almost like I was in a or not almost like I was in a place of zero pressure zero self-imposed pressure whatsoever in silence into then some feeling of that which to me feels like some activation of the that fear layer on top of just the the open space yeah yeah absolutely I think uh, now I can think of that okay I was questioning why is this slight tenseness in the body uh, you know in the mind when we are having this episode uh, recording this episode versus when we are in a casual conversation uh, i can see that okay maybe for me it is it is kind of a pressure that what would i you know that the listener should be engaged mm-hmm. and you know the content should keep flowing for for the listener uh, rather than we maybe just relaxing or you know we talking about some stuff which might not be uh, related to the listener or maybe we are just uh, you know enjoying totally enjoying this moment mm-hmm. but then i realized that if we can bring that enjoyment that casualness that relaxation into this conversation then maybe you know that will be even better for the listener to uh, have that raw experience of ours in this episode wherein it's as if you know three uh, the listener uh, you and i we three friends are having a very casual chat in conversation yeah huh. i'm wondering what the listener what you the listener is thinking about or are thinking about uh, that that experience and our maybe tension or our insecurity in relation to you listening to us or maybe feeling the pressure to give you something that is still there remains maybe some layer that is different from if it was just you and me Saka uh, mm. 
sitting here as it was before we started recording. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just so, it's kind of fascinating too, because I mean, <laughs> I'm pointing to my microphone and, and that is representing this body of the listener to me. And because they're not actually here uh, with us and, and who knows who will actually be listening to this. Um, but, you know, it's interesting too to think about on the other end when now you, the listener, is making up this experience and, and you're taking, and you're making up everything, but we, we are still there with you in a way. But for you, I imagine there's no pressure. And, and I know I, that's a, a feeling I enjoy about listening to podcasts is that mm-hmm. I can listen to this. It's like I'm there in a conversation, but there's no element of me having to provide uh, anything at all, but I can still be a part of it. Um, yeah, maybe just relax, you know, sit in the bathtub, uh, drink some wine, yeah. or, you know, chill and watch listen <laughs> to the podcast. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I am wondering that uh, if I tell to the listener right now that you have to be with us in this podcast and have these discussions, then maybe the listener can sense, a, you know, a tenseness in the body. Oh, I have to be you know, yeah. talking about these things. And uh, this is the how we get tense. Uh, but yeah, I would love to have some conversation and, you know, get to that stage when we are totally in that casual mode, completely, 100%, and yeah. have that conversation. That would be fun to see how it goes. <laughs> right. I, I was wondering if, if the listener might be, as we were talking, even just noticing on some subtle level, like the feeling of attention shifted mm-hmm. on them, where they might have been able to feel totally anonymous, uh, which I typically feel. Uh, when if I'm listening to a podcast or something like that, and if there might even be some activation of energy in the body that could in some way be related to that fear layer or whatever it is, because uh, mm-hmm. I imagine that happens even though you're clearly aware that there's no uh, possibility for <laughs> us to put you on the spot or anything, um, but maybe on an instinctive level, there's some notice of, oh, they're talking about me here. Mm-hmm. I was also, and, and you just mentioned the drinking wine. Uh, that could be a fun e- experiment, uh, like actually doing that on one of these uh, episodes or just like, <laughs> just <laughs> the, I don't know what you call them, some other, some some special edition of what is now. Yeah, we can, I think we can bring in such props uh, into our experience of now. Yeah. Maybe we'll have a completely uh, fun conversation around those props. <laughs> yeah. It could be very interesting. Uh, that's maybe this is something for another time. It feels like we're at a kind of a good point to shift into um, just a practice based on today. But uh, so maybe for a future conversation, I'd be interested to know what what your thoughts are on sort of the like the pureness of what you consume uh, or what goes into your body. And um, like I, I've, I think I've heard of the word sattvic as like uh, representing pure and harmonious things that you take into your body Mm -hmm. Um, but the interestingness that can be related to other sort of things that you can consume I mean I know for me it's been interesting to uh, drink wine and Mm -hmm. do meditation in the evening and I have like music that I really enjoy turn the lights off have Mm -hmm. a couple glasses of wine Mm. and then sit into a really long extended meditation. It's a whole other kind of experience. Mm. Um, but I, I would imagine some people would view that as like a impure form of it or something that is maybe feeding the ego or whatever yeah. it might be. It might be interesting to explore that topic as well. Mm. Yeah, I think for me as well, it's like an exploration because uh, I have not maybe figured out yet that what's pure and impure. Because it's more of a trial, okay, you know, let's see what happens. Maybe if I'm drinking wine or any other thing, uh, you know, I'm taking in some substance inside me. So let's see now how that, you know, substance is causing a change in my experience. So that is also an exploration in itself, Mm -hmm. which that, okay, so meditating without having anything, without eating, drinking anything. Okay, this is the experience. Okay, now I experience this. But now when I have wine or any other thing, then now how my experience changes. So rather than, you know, I would I would feel that rather than considering the, them as impure, 
considering them as opportunities to test oneself that how how we feel even after consuming such things mm-hmm. uh, an exploration maybe you know the experience gets even better you, you never know it's yeah it's just interesting to me mm. great so let's get into meditation yeah let's sounds good what comes up today in meditation okay so now we get to the last part of this exploration of the now in which we will meditate and the listener you can sit in any posture your meditative posture whatever that is for you if you wish you can close your eyes or keep your eyes open and let's experience the now through meditation Now let's begin by bringing our awareness to our breath. and then you can bring your awareness to the feelings in your body how do you feel in this moment notice any labels around that feeling maybe that feeling can be of love maybe it is fear or any other feeling notice if you can actually segregate and label the different feelings in your body maybe these different feelings have different locations in the body around the heart behind your neck in your head in your lower back or any other part of the body what are those different feelings
and maybe there is a feeling which is not physical which might not have a physical location but it's just a state of being something like i feel happy or i feel sad what differentiates these feelings notice that does the feeling have a texture does it have a different experience does it affect your body in a different way does it does these feelings have different densities maybe or is it that there is even a feeling attached to the feeling itself maybe when you think about something as love then there is a feeling to that as well maybe a feeling of happiness maybe a feeling of anxiety when we talk about fear or are these different feelings just labels just thoughts just judgments about creating those boundaries segregating those feelings and giving them names and labels and then gradually in your own time you can come out of the meditation thanks for that my pleasure how was your experience of that meditation it was interesting my the the feeling i was exploring was hot mm-hmm. and because i noticed like a kind of a wave of heat come upon me and like the sensation of sweat uh on my forehead just like moisture and of course all those are verbal labels for my feelings so i was just kind of sitting for a while with all of the constellation of what hot means or or means to me in this moment um so it was really interesting it was there was some part of it that it was almost like there was there was a coolness or a cold inside of the hot uh which was just something to notice mm-hmm. how about for you yeah i think uh today uh, the guidance came from my own exploration of my own feelings in the body and uh, the insight was for me today that even there is a feeling attached to the feeling itself you know the label itself like mm-hmm. for example when you say hot okay so what do i feel about hot 
you know uh maybe there is a sense of warmth maybe i can see it as something which is painful because if there mm-hmm. is too much heat on my hand so i think there is a feeling to the feeling as well mm-hmm. that after the discovery today which is mm-hmm. yeah which is beautiful which is a beautiful thing about just experiencing the now yeah and being open to receiving yeah whatever it has and i guess tolerating the or even inviting the insecurity inherent in in that finding process mm-hmm. right right well this it's always so fun for me and i feel like i continually gain more clarity about myself through having these absolutely uh, explorations with you so uh thanks and thanks to the listener for being here with us and i look forward to next time thank you so much i loved our exploration today see you next time thank you for joining us in the what is now experience we hope that you liked the episode if there were any insights or ideas arising for you as you were listening to our conversation then you can share those ideas through your comments we would love to know stay tuned for the next episode namaste